0: And you've been on a lot of podcasts. How, how anxious have you been about being on the Beatitudes? Not at all. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's I'm appropriate. He's <laughs> like, I am in no
1: way intimidated by you three. I <laughs> just snorted. That's how that's bad good. that is. That's yeah. good. <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to the Beatitudes Dudes podcast, a podcast for Christian men seeking to grow in holiness and humor with one another as we strive to follow the Lord. My name is Paul Colker, and I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Nick Besner. What's going on, and Jeff Scheffelbain?
0: Howdy, gentlemen!
1: Welcome. Yes, and we we've got a really awesome show today. Although um, I didn't know it was going to be so awesome that we needed to wear a full suit, Jeff. What's uh, what's what's going on there?
0: For our audio listeners, I'm wearing a blue suit, white shirt.
1: Red tie, yeah. Uh, the rest of us are in polos.
0: <laughs> I also didn't know it was going to be ninety degrees in the studio today, yeah. so I picked today to make a point that um, <laughs> big, big mistake. Nice, nice weekend recording. Very hot when you wear a suit. I got a hot point to make here. <laughs> the word dude. The word dude is. Do you know where it comes from?
1: Uh, like ranching or something, right?
0: Actually, before that, oh. from the eighteen hundreds. Hmm when they would talk about yankee doodle da- dandy doodle got reduced down to dude in like the 1880s and 1890s so a dude is an extremely well-dressed gentleman and so i do think and no offense i mean even the polo's rocket i mean this is four including brett here four added dudes which are blessed, extremely, really well-dressed gentlemen.
1: So, so we're starting our own clothing line is what you're saying.
0: I think we're starting every day. <laughs> Sky's so, the limit. Start it. Start it. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, to acknowledge the roots of our dudeness. Cool. Yeah, so I wore a suit.
1: To, when we're recording in a building that doesn't
0: have very good AC right now. You guys are sweating in polos just to put this in perspective. Yes. It's but I'm losing weight, Paul. Good for you. I'm yeah. on a weight loss plan right now. Nice. Are you
1: uh, trying to make weight for wrestling?
0: <laughs> Do you want to wrestle? No, 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 I'm good.
2: Yeah, no, no, the sauna doesn't mean with the suit. It's 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 a separate thing. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: I just I bring the sauna with me. Mm,
1: portable sauna. <laughs> Awesome. Well, yes, we've got quite the show today, and we're joined uh, by a wonderful guest um, in the pro-life movement, Brett Atterbury. That's right. Welcome,
0: pro-life in real life. Thank you. Yes, that's right. And you've been on a lot of podcasts. How how anxious have you been about being on the beatitudes? Not at all.
3: He's <laughs> like, that's appropriate.
0: He's like, I am in no way intimidated by you three. <laughs> just snorted.
3: That's how <laughs> that's bad good. that is. That's yeah. good. I was kind of like, I wonder when Jeff's going to invite me. I feel really rude. I was like, did I? Did I, did I Jeff, when are you going to invite me? It's like, no, I'm, but you've been a
0: beatitude since before the first show. So there was wow. like a guaranteed moment coming. Like an were, honorable... Yeah. You're not even honorable. You are a, you are an OG beatitude. I've known this. I can remember talking to you back in January, December, we were kind of dropping hints about the beatitudes and you're like, I'm in. And I know you meant being on the show, but I also know that you meant you are a beatitude. Oh, cool! You're very well dressed. Wow. I tried to explain to Deacon Charlie on his show what it means to be a beatitude. And, um, I made up a bunch of stuff, so I'm actually going to look to all three of you. What do you think it means? There's no, there's probably some wrong answers, but there's a lot of right answers. <laughs> to be a bearded dude, what does that mean to you? Start with Nick. <laughs>
2: All right, on the spot. Uh, yeah, I think that there's there's a couple of things as a man, um, manliness, you know, manliness, and what does that mean as you lead in your own life, whether you're single, discerning marriage, married, in a vocation, whatever whatever God is calling you to be. Um, leaning into that and stepping up in whatever
1: way that that is. Yeah. Well, and I and I think manliness in the sense of an authentic masculinity, right, where it's it's as the Lord was masculine because He was also. It's not like we have to be this Clint Eastwood sort of stereotype. It's it's we can be in touch with, uh, the the deeper, parts of our heart, right, where we're in touch with those those movements of the Holy Spirit at that level.
3: Yeah. I always go ahead, Brett. Yeah, I was going to go with um, you know, a lot of times there's these. Readings or videos or music, and they're really like so deeply holy, and there's nothing wrong with that. Sure but I want to like be around like dudes that are fun to be around. Right? <laughs> hey. Yeah. Is that, is, are, are you, so, are he, yes. are you saying we're say fun? All. Come on. Pray. say you all. Yeah, but you're just is like, a sin of presumption <laughs> here. I didn't say you all. No, but you all are awesome. But um, I think a lot of times it's hard to attract other men to holiness. Yeah. If you're like, if you're mm. too, if you look too holy, does that sound weird? No, It's like, it. if you're like, if you exude this thing, it's like, it can be like, oh, I, I could never be like them, so I don't even want to talk to them.
0: Yeah, if you're not at that exact same stage, then you're not going to be welcomed in because you couldn't possibly catch up to the holiness and the yeah, the gravity of it all. So I'm just meeting.
2: gonna I'm gonna jump in and like we just started watching The Chosen, so we're behind
0: you know everybody else. That's but shameful, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's how we do things. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Yep. Anyways, uh, I really. Identifier or, or just like I can see like Simon Peter is you know somebody just like me like he likes to gamble and have fun and do whatever like <laughs> it's just like it makes it so much more real yeah. that like this is who God chose Jesus um, chose to start the church mm. and he's just kind of like us yeah that's right
3: I always I, I remember it's funny you say that because I often remember that. Jesus ate with tax collectors, prostitutes, and sinners. And I thought to myself, well, if he wasn't pretty cool, I don't think they would have invited him. Yeah, right? like, yeah, <laughs> yeah there's something the there. With that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. That he probably yeah. had a really good
0: sense of humor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think if you're kind of packaging this up, Beatitudes are people who are just seeking to grow, and that could be from the very first step to taking holiness deeper, taking prayer life deeper. You're just seeking to grow but also you want to hang out and have real great relationships with other men. And you're a beatitude. So you could be at any level and really from any background and be a beatitude. But you can't be a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, it's like somebody said one day, they were like, hey, I want you to be on the show. And he said, I'm not funny. And I said, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so humility is hum- also not part of it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm, I am working on things. We're working. We're getting better. We're oh growing. Oh my goodness. Progress. Okay, Brett, as a beatitude, welcome to this show. Thank you. Um, you have several different things, several different fires going at once right now. And I feel like you are a jet setter with everything that you got going on here. Let's talk about your role at Heroic Media, then talk to us about some of the other stuff that are supplemental to that as well.
3: Yeah, no one's ever called me a jet setter before, so well, yeah, now I got that.
0: Uh, yeah, so, I like land in L.A. and we're like, Bret Attaberry was just here. And I'm like, okay, great. This is a giant city. <laughs> I'm just supposed to <laughs> <laughs> hear that at the airport. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so Heroic Media, yes. So I've been there, gosh, uh, almost eight and a half years, which is wow. crazy because it's gone by so mm-hmm. fast. It uh, the, basically, and I'm sure we'll get into this more, but basically Heroic Media does pro-life advertising, not for pro-life groups, but specifically works with frontline pro-life pregnancy help centers to advertise and very intentional about advertising to redirect women away from abortion facilities. Mm. So we do that through a special kind of direct response advertising. And when a woman responds to our ad, a lot of times she's right in the middle of looking for an abortion. She's actively seeking an abortion. So our ads are kind of an intervention, if you will. Mm -hmm. And when she responds to our ads, she gets connected to local help. So that's essentially what we do. And we have some more exciting things going on now, but I don't know if you want me to go into that or share a few of those.
0: I'd love to hear them. Yeah.
3: Okay. So a few years ago, and this is in my book. Yeah, pull your book out. Your book, Paul, grab that book right there. He's, couple, his book is on the copies. shelf here. Yeah.
1: Oh, nice. Look at this. Don't
3: think I didn't notice this in the other shows. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wonder if they're gonna zoom in <laughs> on <don't know>. that <laughs> spot we cycle all for, of the for, books <laughs> of the of the guests For the for the
2: audio listeners, it's Your Pro Life Bottom Line yes.
1: by Brett Atterberry.
0: I know that guy. We have a
1: published author in the room.
3: And I just sit here like this the rest of the day. Yes, yeah, that's, hold on. Is this yours. an
0: autographed copy, though? Let's see if it is. So, nope, no. not that one. No, no I do. I, can, I, I keep my, I keep my, my autograph one at home. <laughs> hey, it's, about to, it's about
3: to be. <laughs> do you have it on a special part of the shelf? Yeah. Where's <laughs> There's a, a pen? Special, special light on it. In my
2: first edition collection of books signed by authors. Wow. <laughs>
3: I have one. What an honor. <laughs> so uh, it's in this book, but a few years ago, met a what I call just like a sender I'd never seen before. And it was up in St. Louis, it's called Thrive Express Women's Healthcare. Mm. So what what was different about it? Well, when I walked in, I was like, man, if I was ever going to use my marketing and sales background to create a pregnancy help center, it would look something like this. Mm. You could just tell the vibe. And one of the most important things you walked in is clearly this was created for young women. So the people that put this strategy together had in their minds, what can we do to create the environment here where it resonates with young women? So as I sat down and, and spoke with the leader of that, it became clear to me she came from a background similar to mine, mm. marketing and sales in nice. the corporate world, right? So she understood, like, we have to get in there and we have to treat this like a business. And this is what this book is all about, treating competition against the abortion industry like a business, using all of those uh, strategies that you normally use in marketing and sales. And another thing they did, which I still haven't seen any center in the country do, is they use this comprehensive, amazing brand advertising program. No center does that. And so as I always say to people when I'm doing my talks, if young women don't know about pregnancy centers before yeah. they get pregnant, then they won't call you when they get pregnant. Yeah. Now, as business people, you kind of go, Well that's obvious. And I think it is obvious, but it's so I'm like, if it's so obvious, why haven't we done that um, historically? What, is so that, what does that look like practically
2: if you say, you say brand advertising that they do that is so different? Like. Yeah.
3: First of all, it's back to what I said when a woman walks in. Like these are young women. Abortion is primarily a young woman's issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, 70% of abortions are ages between 18 and 29. So you go out and say, well, what is their life like? If I step into their everyday narrative, like what are they doing? What are do they like? Who are the people they listen to, what is the fashion things they're into, what are the health trends they're into? All of those things matter because no matter what your particular business is, you can step into that, you can create something around that that resonates with them and is attractive to them. So, even in this issue, what we do, so if you see some of the billboards, I think Jeff, oh, seen? yeah, yeah, I know you've seen them too. So if you see the billboards, it's like, oh, these are clearly not made for be added dudes. Yeah. <laughs> they're made for made for young women. Yeah. Right. But that's great. I mean, because they're the ones who are in that moment. So. They're the customer. Yeah. Right. They're the customer. And same thing on the radio. So using the the same kind of thing. It was interesting. I, I was at a presentation the other night. I was giving a presentation last week in Oklahoma, and I played two different radio ads. And clearly the, the language used, it's like, oh, this is for a certain demographic and then the other one this is for a certain demographic yeah. so you have to you have to be thinking about those things and doing those kinds of things and what happens over time this is typical branding it takes time but a woman doesn't know she's going to face an unexpected pregnancy right that's why it's called Unexpected. There you go. <laughs> smart guy over here <laughs> on my left. You went to college. I, did, I didn't even wear my glasses today. <laughs> what? Very smart.
1: Contacts? Are you wearing contacts? Yes. Okay. So you're still cheating.
3: He's yeah. still smart. We just can't I, talk. I just threw that out here to see who the smartest beatitude in the room was. Well, Nick, I'll Nick, leave. Nick by far. I'll just, I'll just get up and far. go. <laughs> So what the heck was like? Well, Brett, out? let me ask you this: <laughs> Isn't it, it isn't yeah. it fair to say <laughs> that's without? What in my edge.
0: <laughs> yeah, join me on the old side over here. Okay. Wouldn't it be fair to say, and and this isn't a knock on anyone, but name anybody in the pro-life world that's using brand voice mm-hmm. for the young women versus speaking like you and I would hanging out over a cup of coffee. Like we are not the demographic. So if we're gonna fuel it with the money the resources the staffing you know the legislative work whatever it is don't we also have to understand the person who is going to be facing that that difficult moment in their life
3: absolutely this is very difficult for pro lifers and part of me understands because the moral issue yep. of abortion is so horrific and naturally it draws people into that and they get obsessed with it and that's all they want to talk about but they don't make that they don't make that jump to go well you know, I'm a marketer by background. So I go, well, okay, yes. And I agree with all of that, but ultimately this is a transaction. It's a woman and she is the decision maker. Mm. As we say in good sales, it's like, well, who's the decision maker? That's who I want to talk to. Who's going to write the order? Who's going to write the invoice? You know, that's what matters. In this case, it's the woman she's going to decide. And it's pretty discreet. It's either she's going to go this way and choose an abortion, or she's going to go this way and choose life. But if we, don't, if we don't look at it that way and we don't start putting together the marketing plans, our talking points, and all those things that resonate and step into her reality, and this is very difficult for pro-lifers to understand, but it's just true. She has been conditioned by the abortion industry to believe yeah. that abortion is a medical problem That requires a medical solution. Mm. So if you bring any kind of moral language into that, as you're trying to attract her, she's out. These young women are savvy. They're super social media savvy. They kind of have these incredibly highly tuned radar about somebody here is trying to take me in a direction that I don't want to go. Yep. And so in in your marketing, you have to bring all that forward. You have to, you can't be talking about anything that's moral. So you can't have the word baby in your, uh, the name of your business. You can't have birth. You can't have anything like that. So when you think about the center that I was talking about, thrive, express women's healthcare, thrive, very aspirational, express fast women's healthcare, because that's how young women view abortion that is Mm -hmm. part of healthcare. So you have to, you know, sometimes as a marketer, you have to do what I call marketing Aikido. I don't know if you are familiar with Aikido. The oh, the martial arts. Martial arts, yeah. yeah. So Aikido, you're using your opponent's force against them. Uh, Unlike karate where, you know, just bashing them in the face. So, <laughs> so, so it's like, Jeff, you're like bull rushing me. And because I know Aikido, I don't. But let's say I did. I would be able to like use all of your force mm-hmm. against you to not overpower you, but to take you down. Yeah. So as a marketer, sometimes you just have to be honest. It's like our opponents won in that area in terms of winning mindshare. Now we can go out and spend millions of dollars and waste a lot of time bashing back against it, or we can roll with it and use it against them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Planned Parenthood established women's health care women's minds. Okay. We're just going to roll with that. We're going to put women's health in our name. We're going to back roll,
0: put our leg on their chest. Flip kick them off of us,
3: (laughs) right? And crash them into the pond. That's right. Well, speaking
0: of terrible brand voice and work on kind of positioning your brand, we would like to play a game with you. (laughs) And that game is called
2: Blessed Are the Joke Makers, for they shall (laughs) inherit.
1: That's the thing now.
0: The points. I'm going with it. All right, Brett, how many points is this going to be worth? You know, you're judging us on round two, the bonus round, you get to play along if you like. But what is this point total between one and a thousand? 100 100 what's it going to be paul explain the game to us
1: so here's how it works we've got a character card and a statement or question or fill in the blank that we have to then answer as that character so we're going to have to take on a persona for a moment
0: a 60 year old marketer Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) that would be weirdly topical (laughs) i'm getting close (laughs) all right you're not hey that doesn't count
1: Um, yeah, it's all how you market your age. uh, But yeah, so we're going to take on this character and answer this question. We're going to have a little bit of time while the uh, guitar plays to figure out how as an AI robot, we have to answer Jesus performed the miracle of blank, but it was never recorded.
0: Jesus Performed the miracle of detecting when your opponent is using chat GPT in a competition, (laughs) but it was never recorded.
1: If you'll give me a minute, I'm going to use chat GPT right now. (laughs) Come up with my answer. just going to pull this up.
0: Did I sound like I was an AI robot? (laughs) Sure. I've never heard one. I think they actually just sound like you (laughs) nowadays. (laughs) They do have that kind of like melodic sound to them sometimes. Sure. Unless they're agitated.
1: Jesus performed the miracle of transforming himself into images, but it was never recorded because he was not the way, the mid journey, and the life.
0: Pretty clever. Mid
1: oh. journey is the the image creator. Oh, yeah, I'm
0: with yeah. you. Okay. Very good. Very good. <laughs> I mean, that's an '80s AI robot, but we didn't. We weren't going into what period. I'm for. I'm for it. All right. Thank you, Nicholas. Jesus
2: performed the miracle of. No more blue screens of death for your computers.
0: No, we had it it figured out.
2: (laughs) But it was never
0: recorded. And we went through thousands of years of (laughs) terrible blue (laughs) screens. Man, that AI robot is a tough one. Brett, Brett, uh, you got to award your 100 points to somebody.
3: Well- this is a process of elimination. All I know is Jeff clearly did not win. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all dressed up and everything. I, I, really I feel was. dandy. Okay, I'm not worried about winning. <laughs> I, I feel dandy. Are, this is you what need he did points to on for the radio. Be, he Any like points rubs. for best dressing. Hey. Yeah, you won that by Thank you. Don't Thank worry.
0: You. You're a Yankee doodle. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go with Paul. All ah, right, Paul. Yes. Way to go, buddy. Boy, <laughs> When you do your own sound effects, you deserve to win, I suppose. All right, for uh, congratulations, thank Paul. You, that job, was Paul. really deep. Um, Brett, do you have a pair of Gianna Mola socks yet? No. All right, from Sock Religious, <laughs> my friend, for being our I celebrity would, judge. With a lot of flair. What is that? Oh, <laughs> I got to put all those words together in my head. St. <laughs> yeah. Gianna Mola socks for you. Brett, do you know the story of St. Gianna?
3: I don't. She
0: is actually a saint who was told to abort her child for her own life. And she chose not to. And her uh, daughter was born. Her daughter is a living person today. And she was canonized sometime in the last decade. Don't, it probably says it on there. But anyways, those socks come from Sock Religious, one of our partners. You can get 10% off your socks at sockreligious.com slash dudes. And we're going to hit up our other sponsors and be right back. God bless.
2: Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Brett Atterbury, getting into heroic media, pro-life movement, Thrive Express, women's healthcare. That's a that'd be a long URL. <laughs> <laughs> it is a long URL. <laughs> um, how did so you found Thrive in St. Louis? Um, you've started is you've started working with them. What's the where does, where do you, where's your current, I guess, uh, you know,
3: next six months, 12 months look like at Heroic Media? What's your battle plan? Yeah, we, uh, about a year ago, we started uh, a partnership with them. That wasn't anything formal. It's kind of what I would call almost like a beta test partnership. Hmm. And the idea was, is let's take Thrive's newest iteration of their product, which is telehealth, which is essentially taking everything that a woman would experience inside the clinic, virtualizing that from the internet and putting it out there as a telehealth visit. So we call that Thrive Plus. And so we a said... A shorter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> much easier URL. Not Thrive Express Women's Healthcare Plus. plus.
1: <laughs> I like Thrive Plus is good. T-E-W-H-C Plus.
0: Yeah. I thought about that before. I was like, I don't think that would mean much to anybody. hey, right.
3: Too... <laughs> That's awesome. So... Yeah, that's not going to make it
2: from a market. No, fair, fair. We We ruled one out. We tested it. It didn't work. Yeah, (laughs) I know you've been running with this,
3: but I'm going to approve it. Thrive Plus is good. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) That's good because we already launched it about a year ago. Yeah, Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. So uh, what we decided to do was partner with them and say, hey, let's take this model into other cities. And we started in Oklahoma City on July 4th last year, and we followed up a month later in Philadelphia. And that's been kind of our test over this year because you all know this, you're entrepreneurs, you start new things. Well, some things work like you planned, some things not so much. So you really need to learn and make some adjustments before you go big in other cities. So I feel like we're at that point, we're starting to talk with Thrive about a more formal relationship, maybe a joint venture. These are kind of things that are up in the air. But the whole idea will be pretty simply to expand Thrive Plus city by city, which is the telehealth model, Hmm. along with all that brand advertising we were talking about. And we want to build that up to the point where Thrive can make the claim that it's the first national counter brand of Planned Parenthood. Because right now, there's no life-affirming, life-empowering brand that can say, oh, yeah, we're the ones that counter Planned Parenthood on the national level. As a matter of fact, there's not even one that can say we do it on a regional level. So that's Um, really what we're trying to do here.
0: You know, one of the things that jumps out at me is you talk about changing some of the brand voice and vernacular to appeal to the ultimate decision maker. But isn't it also true that there's a movement that's changing within the pro-life movement as a whole around vernacular? I know some of your book talks about this when I listen to some of what's coming out of pro-media. It's a little bit of like, how do you reposition? How do you use the the words that are going to speak the right way? to put the fresh, appropriate uh, brand on the entire movement, not just the place that Heroic Media plays. Can you speak to that? Maybe even give us a couple of examples of where the vernacular is changing.
3: Yeah, I'll give you one. That's, this is really recent. Um, a, a very common phrase used in the pro-life movement, talking about centers, is life-affirming. And I think there's something to that. And, but, but I've always kind of like, ah, this, doesn't, this doesn't hit me right. What, what is it about it? And I've been thinking a lot about it, and I was just talking with Bridget Van Means, who is the, the uh, president of Thrive, and I said, I still think when we use that word life-affirming, we're still bringing forward that we're focusing on the pre-born inside of the woman's womb. Yeah. And again, there's nothing wrong about that. I don't think this is an, an either-or. It's a both-and. Mm-hmm. But I think, too, there's a, it's, it's absolutely necessary that, many in the pro-life community start to think more about how do we attract that woman over to our side? How do we get her to choose life? And I'm not saying that doesn't exist in pro-life. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that it's not emphasized enough in my view. So I came up with the term, why don't we say life empowering? Because now we're starting to talk about the woman, right? Because... That's really what a woman wants. As Bridget always says, a woman doesn't want an abortion. She wants a future. If you can step into that with the proper empowering type of services for her, which isn't just about, hey, take care of my immediate needs, you know, like we call it the the bottom level of Maslow's hierarchy. Mm -hmm. It's about showing her there's a future for you here and your child is part of it. As a matter of fact, your child can help you to get what it is you want in life. And pro-lifers typically don't talk about that. We typically say, like, oh, as long as we can get you rent support and some some material support, you're fine. And that's really not what a woman's looking for. Yes, like anybody, that's necessary as a start. She's looking for a lot more than that. So I think if we start using words like, oh, life-empowering, those centers are life-empowering, we're starting to get people's minds to focus on what do we do for the woman? How do we focus on her? How do we step into her life? How do we mentor her? How do we coach her? How do we give her opportunities to maximize everything that God has given her?
0: Yeah, an empowered woman can do a lot of things. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, during, after, and beyond. Because what you said before is she wants a future. Yeah. That's, you know, there's some momentary decisions that over the next few months
3: that she's facing when something unexpected happens, but you're really trying to empower her for the rest of her life. Well, and what I what I would say to people is like, if you can empower the woman she then is much more likely to make the decision to choose life and empower the preborn yeah. growing in her womb right
0: yeah. wow that's powerful
3: yeah it's, it's
1: as you're talking it's just amazing to me because i think some people would think oh branding marketing sales you know all this business speak but but really it's it's not as if you guys are just pitching something or selling something what you're doing is you're trying to reach people where they are and specifically women in a what can what is a very distressing situation, regardless, even if you are supported, I'm sure it's, you know, an overwhelming thing to think about all of that and the future of all of that. And so
3: to then come in and say, hey, how do we reach you where you are? I mean, really, it's just very incarnational. Yeah, a good marketing in my good marketing and sales in my <clears throat> mind is just about having a deep understanding of what it is that your target customer is all about. And it's not just about whatever product or service that you have to offer. It's right. like, really, what, I, what is it that they're all about? Like, what is what are their aspirations? What do they want with their lives? What makes them happy? Mm-hmm. What brings them joy? If you spend a lot more time thinking about those things, then you can see, like, whatever your product or service is, how do I tie that in to that? Absolutely.
0: Brad. Right, I want to go back to the book for a second, if I may. Um,
3: read this book. Oh, please, I know- please do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please, please don't hesitate. Go back to the book as many times. Well, before. and that's what's it that, called again, Jeff?
0: Your pro-life bottom line, oh. and that's actually going to beg the question here. Who so, wrote that book? Yeah, Brett,
3: <laughs> Brett,
0: Ada, Ada, Bree.
1: Attaboy. 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 Oh, (laughs) my friends, my friends in high
0: school he's going attaboy. 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 Please stop. Well, I got to tell you, stop, stop, stop. Keep coming. So uh, my question for you, first of all, that's a labor of love to be able to produce a book. That's no small feat. What have you been surprised by, both good and bad, in the ways that people have reacted or reached out or the connections? I mean, like, there's got to be both sides to this, the shadow and the light side of writing a book, especially about just kind of a ho-hum topic like your (laughs) pro-life bottom line.
3: No big deal. So I have not had. This is going to sound really bad. I haven't had negative feedback at all. Wow. Now, of course, I get Yahoo's from you know the other side of the fence. Sure, who, but I just ignore all that, like we should. Um, they all have email accounts at Yahoo. That's crazy. Weird. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, Gmail's better. <laughs> now, I will say once it wasn't so much about my book, but it was a presentation, and and there are some people that have become so saturated with this is how you do pro life. Um, like you, you stand out there at the, at the facilities and you pray and you call your senators and, you know, you do other stuff. That this conce- these concepts that I was talking about in the book, here's a, here's, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying add this. Yeah. Um, the concepts they, they couldn't grasp. That's happened a couple of times because it's been people who have just been, you know, 50 years of doing it one way. And then you're telling them, well, here's something else that you should try because we have evidence that it actually works. And it's just hard for them to, yeah. make, to make that jump. Most people, though, and this has been very encouraging, especially if they've had some kind of business background, step right into this. And I and think they're kind of surprised as I was initially. It's like, wait a second. Oh, it's not just a moral issue. Of course, it is a moral issue, but it's not just a moral issue. We can look at this from a business perspective. We can bring business principles into this and succeed. And As a matter of fact, we're not just saying, hey, we think that might work. We have an organization that actually did that, that implemented it 10 years ago, and it did work. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, it's about, hey, let's just start doing that everywhere else. Yeah,
0: very, very good. Let's, I know in the bonus show, we're actually going to get into some, uh, some pretty neat things about your journey to bring you all the way to heroic media and the work you're doing. So if you are listening right now to this show, I highly recommend that when this one's over, uh, tune in for the bonus show or click on the next one. You're going to hear a really powerful story. That's also shared in this book, your pro-life bottom line by Brett Atterbury. Um, how do people get in touch with or follow or What's the best resources for them to follow along with the work that y'all are doing?
3: So our website is heroicmedia.org. Okay. And I have my own website, which is Brett Atterbury dot com,
0: a t t e b e r y in your show notes, right, <laughs>
3: and then uh, most of my social media stuff I do on LinkedIn. I know you've talked a lot about LinkedIn, but uh, I think it kind of it kind of falls in line with my uh, entire you know, thesis here that we need to bring business principles to yep. pro life. So LinkedIn is the is the business place to do it. So yeah. like you, I spend a lot of time on um, LinkedIn. So if anyone's on there, you can find me talking on there a bit too.
0: Well, you write some great stuff on there. Well, I want to invite you to join us on a game. Not a game. It's really a question opportunity for us to go deeper with one another. The Beatitudes Card Deck, or TBD, as it's also known. Um, we have a TBD question we'd like for you to join us in. Um, I don't know why, but I'm going to play some intro music for this to make us feel good. Oh. So, Oh. Hey. <laughs> it's time to load up new uh <laughs> new man, I, man,
2: I just got inspired.
0: <laughs> yeah. Put you in that
2: place. It's that That's that manliness we were talking about at the yeah. top of the show. Uh,
0: <laughs> good one. Okay, Thanks. so. <laughs> I really thought it was a good one. And, I then, did and too. then you play that. I, I, have, feel, I have four, four, four different so buttons. There's four buttons I can press. They're not good. we got to load up some new
1: ones. The, the rim shot is weirdly undermining.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> da, 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 bon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not even pressing any more buttons. I'm hey, going to read go. the TBD. Okay, so today's TBD question, the Beatitudes question, is a pretty simple one. It's, who do you go to for spiritual mentorship outside of priests or religious? So I know we could have probably named some people there, but who, from a lay perspective, a, a person whose vocation is not religious, do you go to when you need spiritual mentorship? And um, just share if you want to anything about that. I'm happy to.
1: Yeah, I, I can jump in. It. So um, it's actually kind of interesting because there was a A group of us from my youth group that all entered seminary at the same time. And then we all ended up discerning out at various times along the way. Well, so we still get together periodically. It's every few months, maybe something like that. And we'll have a a whiskey and cigar night kind of thing. And we'll just sit around and and swap stories basically on, well, you know, how are you growing here? And, and there's a lot of this sort of thing that happens there where it's just a lot of goofiness and joking and whatnot. But at the same time, then out of that emerges, oh, well, I'm, I'm dealing with this or, or, you know, how can I pray for you with, you know, your job opportunity or whatever it is that might come up. And so it's not exactly seeking advice in that sense, but it almost always becomes, hey, how are you growing? You know, what, you know, where do you need the Lord? You know, where, where do you need his intervention in prayer and all of that?
0: It's awesome.
2: Yeah. I would, I would have to say, uh, my wife, um, and Jeff, I talked to you like yesterday I was like, she's my north star. It's exactly like, what she said. It's just whether, you know, everything from discerning away and leaving my last job, starting a new business, um, other other topics, oh. you know, um within within marriage and life that come up. Um She's just my perfect partner for me. You That's know? cool. Um, yeah. Well, now I have
1: to also say that my wife.
2: My wife. <laughs> probably, yeah. probably, probably. Every, every right. time
0: those words are said on here, it actually is said oh, three more times. Right. More time. Yes. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> way, way to <laughs> outshine wife. me there, yeah. Nick. I'm going to be oh, in so happening. much trouble when this airs.
0: <laughs> what's well, funny, because uh, the episodes that we did with Father Ken Geraci, I will tell you that you guys have gone from being like spiritual brothers to spiritual mentors, because what we've been through on air, on healing... And on forgiveness, and I know we're going to talk about some of that in the second show with uh, with Brett here. But um, my, my answer when I first thought of this question is a friend named Dan Hennessy. And he's just a guy that when I'm really kind of wrecked by something or I'm struggling or, you know, there's there's just kind of the spiritual battles going on. I know I can call that guy, and he has just the calmest, uh, clearest vision to be able to speak into me where I need to what I need to hear at that time from a spiritual perspective. Um, not being, you know, father so and so. So,
3: what about you, Brett? Mine's easy. It's my best friend from high school, Don Greiner, who wrote the Ford. Oh, awesome! See my book, nice. and um, yeah. So we, uh, as I like to say, I was telling people uh, the other night when I was speaking, because um, Don was there, and uh, we knew each other before we were even legal drivers. Like I, <laughs> I was fourteen, he was fifteen. Wow! So we've known each other, you know, pretty much all our lives, and um, he was a big part of my journey into the Catholic Church, because uh, I'm a convert from, uh, as he used to call it, ethical paganism. We can talk about that, I was like, is that good? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. What about the branding on that? Yeah. Yeah. It's not as good as the dudes, but yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. So we, uh, even just uh, the past few days, we uh, sat down, had a good long talk about life. It's a lot of, uh, you know, trading back and forth, life experiences, what's going on. So yeah, he's my brother.
0: That's awesome. Well, good. Well, we love hearing all this. We're we're spending the day today with Brett Atterbury from Heroic Media and from your pro life bottom line, the book. And I love how you found a way to bring up the book just then in your answer. Like this is <laughs> Jeff. This, good is I, this is what I do. <laughs> I am I'm, I'm Very impressed. <laughs> so, Brett, if you've watched this show, you know that uh, we're like the Simpsons only better. Um, we do every show differently at the end, and they do every show differently at the beginning. So, for Reverse Simpsons today. We thought we would celebrate Brett, and so we have decided to throw a party called a Happy Brett Day Party. And so, on this Brett Day Party, I actually brought glasses for you guys to celebrate. By the way, oh nice! This is a uh, party time <laughs> glasses. Yeah. Calling these Woo-hoo. here. I don't know which ones you want, but um... oh, amazing. <laughs> here, this these might be less. Uh, <laughs> more <laughs> might be more, more appropriate. More dandy. Um, nice. So for the <laughs> these are terrible. <laughs> Ouch! For this Brett Day Party. We were all given a challenge, Brett. We all we all had to get a gift for you. You look ridiculous. Yes. It means a lot. Coming you.
3: Amazing.
1: Go to youtube.com slash the at the, the,
3: the underscore, underscore beatitudes. beatitudes. You look like some kind of like superhero. Thank like you, like a Marvel movie or something. I, I
0: hid those glasses in the Life is Messy book. I don't know if that's, uh, that's another a, good that's plug. That's a symbol. So I'll tell you I'll tell you what the, the goal was we each had to get you a gift. That was $5 or less. We're going to present it to you. You actually have to judge the gifts as you would at any real party for yourself. We have no <laughs> idea when your birthday is, but today is Brett Day. Happy Brett
3: Day, Brett. Thank you so much. a boy. I, I at a party, I wouldn't judge them out loud. I, here I have to do it. You do, yeah, really? yeah, actually. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, are you ready to go, Nick? I'm ready to go. I got it right here.
2: Can I get some music chimes?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Drum. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Here you go, Brett. All right, what do we got here? It's you in the mail. Speak it out yep, loud.
2: It's in the mail. It's coming. And Brett, you went to college at <laughs> T- you to? Tulane University, and I got you a sticker from the uh, the time period. It's the logo for or the mascot from when you were in school there. Uh, it's a little bit different. What year was that? Please don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll just say that
2: sticker was used from 1965
3: to 1985. <laughs> so, right. was, oh. so you were there in '84. I graduated in eighty eight, so I started <laughs> I started in eighty three. So I thought I this to was gonna math. be like
0: from the twenties. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Ouch. Ouch. laughs> so uh you don't it's
0: have, in the mail. You can't it's give not, them any points yet. It's not
2: Amazon one day shipping. Great. Great, great, yeah. gift.
0: That's a great gift. It's very thoughtful. Very thoughtful. All right, do you wanna go next, Paul?
1: Sure. Yes. So the the limitation was five dollars. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if it qualifies with tax, but no, you're fine. Four ninety nine. I went to the yeah, five dollar yeah, store. That's fine. Yeah, I got you some uh, <laughs> dish soap. It's seventh generation clean with purpose because you're trying to clean up a big mess we're all going through, and you're looking forward to the next generations.
0: <laughs> the like next okay. seven generations. I'm, I'm speechless.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just looked at labels in the grocery store. I hope that works.
0: How much? Yeah, how old is, <laughs> Or how much does this cost? Well, I guess after how much we're sweating it out here. Maybe you can use it. Okay, so I uh, first of all, I wrapped mine in a pray, hope, and don't worry bag. This happened Mm. to be sitting around the house. Funny you should bring up attaboy, because I was thinking about Brett. You're kind of always on the run, always on the go, and it's hard to catch you. Jet setter. Yeah, you're a jet setter. I want you to know how much you're a Brett setter, how much I'm always cheering you on and that we are pulling for you. So I made an attaboy, attaberry clock, and every (laughs) hour, every hour has a – Something to cheer you on. I'm gonna put this up next to camera two here. Add a boy, add a berry, and I mean this is like <laughs> one of those like kind of candy hearts. Like one o'clock, you rock. Three o'clock, great work. Six o'clock, you got this. Dynamite. Brett is the bomb. <laughs> Amazing, Brett. So here's a clock that. Hey, I- what do you think is the best gift? I don't know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know some of us were gonna. You know. <laughs> Really, Put pander. A pander was what I was going to say. Pander. <laughs>
3: Paul, I don't know. I, I, just, I just have a feeling you're bringing up the rear on this one. Touche. Wait, I can it'll write. Be, it'll be Hold clean, on. though. Where's
1: a marker? I can write stuff on the soap.
3: Out of boy, seventh generation man. <laughs> All right. Um, sorry to
0: make you do this at your own... Brett party, but you
3: got it. Brett day. Well, Brett as day. I, I did while well I go, I'm going to announce last place first. Okay. That would be Paul. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Finally. Hey, and I call it third place. I, uh, I greatly, Nick, appreciate the two-lane reference. It's very thoughtful. But. But. I'm, <laughs> but you get second I'm place. I'm looking at this and thinking, I will never be pessimistic in my life again. Every hour. Every hour. You won't have time hour. to. Staring at me. Amazing. Jeff, you win. Remarkable, beautiful. Wait. Why, when when you win, do you
0: get the beatitude?
2: Because
1: he's closest to the button. Yeah, he gets to to control
2: it. Be nice to me. Dang
1: it. It's good to be the king.
0: I can't see the buttons because I got all these glasses.
3: Those are awesome glasses.
0: All right. For for all of you listening, everybody out there, check out Heroic Media and check out the bonus episode. You're going to love this. Add a boy, add a berry, your pro life bottom line, the book. And until we see you again, we will see you in the Eucharist. God bless you all.
1: Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.